Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and today I'm joined by a special guest, Shim Revelia. Shim is a gut stress expert and holistic coach, the CEO and founder of the Gut Intuition and the co-founder of Queens in Business Club. In this episode, I'll be asking Shim to share her experience on stress management, gut health, and achieving a healthy work-life balance to help business leaders and their teams prevent burnout and live more fulfilling lives. Shim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to talk about this. I, I absolutely love this topic, hence why I do what I do. So thank you so much for having me on here. Brilliant. No, it's a pleasure. And let, let's dive into why this is uh, such an area of interest for you. Can you tell mm. us a bit about your journey, how you became a gut stress expert and holistic coach? Absolutely. Like, I'd have to take you back to 2018. So, you know, prior to that, I ran a sports injury clinic for six years and um, made a lot of mistakes, wore many, many hats and uh, had my fair share of stresses of going through the roller coaster of, you know, running a business. And it was through that experience where I actually stopped running that business and realized that my body was just crying out for help. Um, you can imagine eating foods and reacting to everything that you were eating. Um, being an insomniac, couldn't sleep and pain from head to toe, like all my joints were hurting and I was putting on weight that I didn't realize that I was putting on weight and and started to really impact my mental health, started to really impact how I actually felt about myself. And I looked mm. in front of the mirror and I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like almost I just felt I couldn't recognize myself because I was like, this is not me. And I realized that, you know, going through sort of the functional medicine route. So I had somebody in my life at the time that, you know, is, is a good friend today, but mentored me through, do you know what? You might want to have a look at gut health. Like, I think what you're telling me is not because it's lack of exercise or you're not eating the right foods. I think there's something deeper going on. I went, I am all ears because I'm really fed up with feeling like shit, basically. And I realized that I was carrying, carrying an infection for like four years. Wow. So imagine, I mean, it's still to this day, I think if I hadn't sorted it out, where would yeah. I be right now? I certainly wouldn't be on this podcast right now. And I realized I was carrying an infection that I was obviously created through the choices I made, through stress, through how I was running business at the time, and realized it had literally gotten under my skin. And I was like, how do I get rid of this infection? I don't want it in my body. And I had to go through, um, obviously, the holistic approach of really, really painfully looking at, okay, you've got to sleep well not just catch up on sleep but you've got to really sleep well you've really got to look at your diet you've got to really look at how you're feeding your body and fueling your brain um and you've really got to look at in your environment and not just sort of your emotional mental environment but the actual environment that you actually live in like what is around you that's creating a lot of toxicity in your life you know and the people that you're talking to and the things that you're hearing and absorbing in your head and into your body and all of this impacts us it's not just what you eat and you know what you drink there's so much more to this and it really opened up a whole new world in my world like in my life i was like oh my god this is what's going on like does everyone know about this no they don't 
And this is where the gut intuition was actually created from my own mess, if, if, if we really think about it. And since then, I just really kind of went down this rabbit hole of health and started mirroring. It's actually one of my biggest beliefs. How you run your health shows up in how you run your business. Yep. How, you, how you do one thing is, is, is how you do everything. And I'm, I'm such a big believer in that. I'm like, interesting. And I really reflected back on like the times I was really stressed about money what was actually going on? How was I really treating myself? Self-care wasn't there. I wasn't even scheduling it in. Like I was like, no, I've got to make money. I've got to make sure my head's above water. My team is, is doing well. I've, um, you know, we've got all these overheads that are coming in. I've got to make sure um, it's all covered. And if it weren't, I would, I, my pride would get in the way and I wouldn't ask for help because I didn't want us to be seen as a failure. And that often, those sort of patterns can stress us out in business which unfortunately keeps that stress switch on. Yeah. And then before you know it, you've got all sorts of chronic problems coming out left, right and center. So that has just, that has been my journey in the last sort of from 2012 to 2018. And then when I let that stress go, I was like, okay, that's, that's a bit of a breather. I don't have to run that business. I'm not passionate about it, but actually my body was like, you've got work to do. You've got mm. to sort yourself out first inside out. I was like, yes, I do. I really do. And I, I've been on this journey and I've been helping other business owners and really driven people that don't run businesses, but actually run sort of really career focused sort of nine to five jobs and even friends and family. Like my first ever client was my mum and she was like, can you help me? Because I've got all these sorts of problems. I went, OK, sure, let's do it. And just really helped her out coming out of like she was carrying two parasites and we don't even realize we're carrying all these wonderful things, which is causing us daily stress we don't even know it we're not even aware of it mm. so that has just been a roller coaster of a journey and it continues to be a very roller coaster journey because gut health if anyone is listening to this is a minefield there is new microbiomes new bacteria always being um discovered um all the time and the more we understand how the gut brain connection actually is working for you and not working for you, you can make some pretty sound decisions in day-to-day -day life. Because that's essentially, when we look at gut health and gut bacteria, I would always argue, is it always in our head or is it being fed by what the gut is actually telling us? Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, and, and you know, <laughs> I've had some wonderful conversations with mindset gurus and mindset coaches. And yes, I believe the thought is created up here, but what's driving it further? Is it our, our thoughts continuously or is there something else going on with our microbiomes that are finding it? Oh, there's so many areas I could dive into <laughs> now because there's, there's, there's one angle which, um, like, as you mentioned there specifically, the yeah uh, almost that feedback me that feedback mechanism the the intuition that feeling in your gut and also the um how your gut supports you in your your decision making and so on yeah I, I, I seem to remember reading somewhere like the um nerve endings that you have um for most parts of your body it tends to be sort of one way right like in terms of sending messages to parts of your body to do things and then yeah. very basic kind of feeling touching pain receptors that go back Whereas there's this really interesting, weird mix of a larger, a large quantity of nerve endings and, and uh, thing being like sent from the gut area and from your stomach and so on back, which feels, which seems odd, particularly given that most of the time you don't feel 
what's going on in like if you could feel every single part of food going through your intestines it would be incredibly distracting and yet there's all these you know these these neural pathways that are, are kind of designed for it yeah. so i think it's I, I i there's a whole area i could go down around there around asking about that i think the, the other area that i'm interested in is um that uh the kind of balance of when we talk about gut health and stress and so on there's kind of yeah. a more mental um touchy feely part of that which is when you feel stressed how that then affects you but then you've yeah. talked about literal infections uh and yeah. i don't know bacterial or viral infections um uh, but then also like lit literal parasites yeah. which are you know present and and of course you know as you say microbiomes like we know that bacteria good bacteria as we're often told is important in fact i had a conversation with the kids this morning where we were <laughs> discussing whether if hypothetically you could kill all the bacteria in your body could you continue existing or would you die too and and so there's whole loads of different wow, areas yeah. that i would very happily dive into with you shim so um let's let's take uh, take one of those for me help me pick this apart where where would you suggest that we start when particularly given that in this episode we're going to be talking about the connection between gut health and stress management where do we start with all that yeah let's start with stress i think it's relatable to everyone that is going to be listening to this podcast and everyone that's live right now um stress is a i always i always kind of start with that stress generally is just a natural human response to a challenge or a threat that's yep. it's we're facing basically um in this day and age it can be emails <laughs> that's a stress response and um it could be like you know being in front of our laptops it could be lack of exercise it could be too much exercise it could be a whole host of things if we go back to the caveman days and you know when we we're hunting for food stress could be a tiger that we're about to you know get into a fight with yeah. um so it's our version of stress is very different to where life used to be many, many years ago. So it's literally just a natural response, human response that we are faced with when we're facing a threat or a challenge. Now, when you see stress, I find that in conversations and my, I'm always sort of not eavesdropping, but I always hear the word stress pop up. Yeah, I'm just a little bit stressed. And I just think we need to dive and take that a bit more seriously when we're talking to one another. Even if you're talking with a friend and they said, I'm really stressed like actually ask them or you know depending on the closeness of that relationship it's like what are we stressed about like where where do you what what is stress because stress is such a broad it's yeah. as it's as broad as when we talk about the weather when you really think about it i was like yeah yeah the weather's look good today yeah i'm just a bit stressed today it's just as loose and <laughs> as as anything and i just think even if you just understand that part as in okay self-awareness I, I said, I'm feeling stress. What am I stressed about? Yeah. What is actually stressing me out? The more we address that and have that approach and that attitude, the, the better awareness we have, because without awareness, you cannot possibly take a different course of action. And then if we go into the physical part of stress, I look at stress as a switch. Okay. The switch, if you push it forward is your fight, flight or freeze response. Mm -hmm. And if you switch it back, it's rest and digest. So the parasympathetic system. Okay. So you got the fight or flight and freeze, and then you got the rest and digest. And we should have a balance of that switch going on and off, on and off. The key problem we have today is that switch is constantly on. Yeah. Which means when it's constantly on, we start to get a lot of signal failures within our body, a bit like the red traffic light system. 
It's constantly red, which means more chronic problems, more chronic metabolic disorders are happening within the body. And we don't even realize it. And we're just going and going. We're, we're busy running our businesses. We're busy being busy. We're busy being people pleasing, all this sort of stuff. We're busy doing admin all the time. And we haven't actually come up to take a bit of breath of air or taken a bit of rest or taken a day off or two or actually just changed our environment for the day. And that switch is just on which means we are faced now with more problems. There's a higher percentage of you actually um, experiencing a health-related issue more than where you were about a year ago or six months down the line. So awareness when it comes to stress and how that connects with our body is super, super, super crucial. Like even if you're running a business or you're not running a business and you're in a nine to five job or, or you're kind of um, a freelancer, whatever it may be, stress affects everybody. It's stre stress affects animals. It's, 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 it's part of our lifestyle. Stress actually, when we take away, if we just put it to the side of what I just spoke about, stress is actually our survival instinct. Without stress, we just wouldn't be alive. We need it. It's a chemical release. It's cortisol at the end of the day. But there are so many distractions. We live in a digital world right now. There are a lot of blinkly lights. There's a lot of alerts happening every single day that keeps that fight or flight response on. So you remember the switch and on and off? That switch is constantly on. So what do we need to do now to keep that, get that balance back? from on to off and then back on again and off and back on again because stress keeps us alert it's the adrenaline isn't it but imagine just being adrenaline fueled your body's full of that cortisol chemical how do you flush it out how do you get back into rest and digest so i just think it's it's a fine balancing act but that balancing act can only come from when you're aware of your own stresses not just mm. physical stresses but emotional mental stresses as well yeah. And in terms of like that self-awareness, as you say, it kind of starts off with that, I guess, checking in with yourself, being being aware of how you're feeling and uh, either expressing it to someone else and having that conversation about what actually is causing yeah. the stress or, or whatever. Like, do you think, can you feel the stri stress in your gut? Like it, when you talk about gut intuition and uh, yeah. you know, this is an area that, that you, you've spent a lot of time sort of studying and and, and uh, kind of spend, spending time on yeah it, how how can someone like become aware of how they're uh, experiencing stress and, and yeah. what, what's causing it yeah stress is really clever it shows up in so many different ways so some typical ways that it shows up and I'll, 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 I'll give you guys a quick tip because this has really helped me particularly when at the time I weren't really sure how to talk about my stress to somebody that could totally understand or just hear me out and with no judgment right um so stress can show up in different ways so stress can show up like for example um dark circles around our eyes that's when you know when you're sort of really stressed out like your adrenals are quite suppressed um bloating feel like your genes don't fit um eczema psoriasis around our joints um even like itchy skin or redness at the back of your arms these are all telltale signs of inflammation uh, coming up in your body even if you're getting blotchy sort of skin marks like um blood marks in your in your skin you know when you're like you think oh it's my circulation i'm really cold but it's on a hot day and you're like well that doesn't quite sort of uh, fit around 
even if when you hear somebody go, well, actually, my nose, tip of my nose is always cold, and I just don't know why, or my ears are really cold, or my hands and feet are always cold all year round, I'm freezing. These are all telltale signs that there's there's a disbalance, there's a, a dis-ease going on in the body. It's not at ease anymore. It's a disconnect. So how do we get that connection back? Even things like alopecia, um, have you ever walked into a room and you've forgotten what you wanted to say and you're like, I'm going to have to retrace my steps again. You know, this is all to do with brain health and how the, the connection is happening with the gut in the brain. Even hair loss, thinning hair, all of these things. Um, bad breath, uh, gum disease, um, eye health, like waxy ears. Like these are all kind of brilliant signs for us to just be really aware. All the body ever really does every single day is just communicate with us symptoms are not something we need to be scared of symptoms are something that your body is just saying hello remember this what you created you need to do something about it no not today okay i'll come back a week later and i'll yeah. tell you a little bit more painful like yeah. if you've not heard the silent knock it's just gonna go even louder and louder and louder and it's just it's all it's telling you is like hey alexis you need to do something about this yeah. Come on, let's do something together because right now I'm not happy. My body, you, this home is not happy and we need to do something. And I said I'd talk about a quick tip. So I love body scanning mm -hmm. and this is something that you can just do five minutes, uh, even while you're listening to this podcast. Like if you lie flat on the floor or on the bed or even just sitting on a chair and just close your eyes and just start with a couple of deep breaths and just really get into this lovely rhythm of just deep breaths in, deep breaths out. And just turn your attention, your focus onto your neck, your shoulders, and slowly move down your elbows, your fingers, your arms, all the way down to your toes, and then up and down again. What I, what you're essentially doing there is you're, you're creating awareness and feeling, actually feeling any sensations. And it could be tightness. It could be... Um, it could be, um, how would I put it, a lack of movement in certain areas. You might feel a little bit like, oh, that's a bit niggly in that area. Or, oh, my lower back is feeling a little bit painful in this way. And maybe I need to bend my knees. Like all these are telltale signs of where we need to just sort of focus on right now. And imagine what you see in front of the mirror every single day. Yeah, that's you and your body and the skin. But I want you to really focus on that. There's layers and layers and layers. So when I looked at my infection four years ago, well, yeah, that was a deeper layer that I went down to. But I had to look at other layers as time went on and more layers and more layers. Yeah, I love that. And I, 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 um, that technique of that body scanning, like I've seen that exist in, in some forms of mindfulness and use yeah. of meditation and so on and found it really powerful even just as a method of relaxing. But I really like that, uh, that approach as kind of using it as an opportunity to check in. And um, it's, it's funny when you talk about that, those symptoms of stress and using them as just indicators, it kind of makes me think of like either whether it's a dashboard of you know, key performance indicators or whether it's your dashboard if you're flying a plane or driving a car, it's essentially yeah. checking in with that, right? It's like looking yeah. at, okay, let me just check these things and make sure everything's going okay. And actually, if I am given regularly feeling as you say cold uh, extremities or tightness in, per yeah. in particular muscles etc um and i think it's really interesting like perhaps previously i think to a disproportionate degree i think if i was identifying those sort of symptoms i would assume 
more a sort of oh maybe there's you know maybe I've got some circulation issue maybe you mm. know I've got a posture, a posture issue and so on and of course those can be uh, the cause but actually adding in a is there a stress component to this that's uh, yeah. that's showing up as well is a really interesting dynamic of that yeah. um, you talked about how when the symptoms show up there's a uh, a temptation tendency for us to go go away symptom i i'd really it's not helpful to me right now that that i'm you know having palpitations or yeah. or feeling cold or whatever it is i i need to get this you know i need to get this report down i need to get this proposal out i need to you know prepare for my presentation whatever it is um you know that that's a that's a tricky um thing to overcome particularly as business leaders Mm. there are times when we do have to suddenly go for you know and and hit deadlines in fact in episode 50 of the podcast I spoke to Paul Avens about you know sometimes as as you said too like sometimes stress is good and useful and it provides indicators and sometimes you need that adrenaline the trick is as you put it not having that switch set to on all the time yeah so for for the busy business owners who mm. uh, and, and business leaders who are listening to this thinking I get it yes I'm probably too stressed at the moment yes it's impacting my health and I can feel it and I am maybe a little bit more worried than I'd like to admit about what it means for my long-term health in fact I'm um, reminded um, of uh, um, uh, my interview with Jonathan Jay in which uh, it you know his stress and lack of work-life balance and so on put him in hospital um the, you know there are loads of examples where business leaders have taken this to the max but then at the same time they'll be feeling like yeah but i need to you know i need to hustle i need to get this work done and so on so how do we resolve that how do we um you know is, is there a point at which a lack of work-life balance this amount of stress actually is detrimental to our productivity yeah short term medium term long term and means that actually it's a bad choice to live yeah. with live with that stress yeah. on a long term basis you know what it's interesting when you say work life balance i i think work life balance is bs in the entrepreneurial world i don't understand why entrepreneurs talk about we need work life balance i'm like we well, are an entrepreneur that doesn't exist what i'm saying is as an entrepreneur, it's a responsibility that if you're going to be running a business and you're providing solutions and you're making a difference and an impact in the world, you need to find your own balance and own it. Mm -hmm. Like work-life balance. I used to hear a lot of this when I had my full-time job many, many years ago. I was like, yeah, I need to achieve work-life balance. And everyone that you speak to, like realistically, everyone is still trying to find it today. We're 2023 and we're still talking about work-life balance. Do you see what I mean? I think balance comes from when you are extremely aware and you know what you need to do next to actually create that holistic approach, that balance back into your body. How do you reconnect back to ourselves? Essentially, why the reason why we go through a disbalance in life and we feel unfulfilled or we don't feel happy or we come, you know, we've got all sorts of health challenges is because once upon a time, we've forgotten to connect with our bodies, we've forgotten to connect with ourselves. And we may have bottle, I mean, my first business, I bottlenecked that business model to a point where I had no time. Mm. That's on me, because I created that. Therefore, the unhappiness of that choice showed up in my business, showed up in my bank account. So- Yeah, and, and, and I guess the, so as a result, instead of work-life balance, you'd be looking at more a balance of stress and regeneration and digesting right it's it's more about how you as you say take a more holistic approach so that it's not about 
are you working or are you having life? It's more about how you make sure that your work isn't constantly stressful and the same same for your life. Um, I guess when I think about work-life balance, I'm thinking about how I'm balancing my time and energy and focus and making sure that I'm like giving enough time to relationships and my health and so on. But I yeah. think I, I think you pointed a, a really interesting point there, which is like work, that it almost suggests that your work is then completely separate to those things, which isn't accurate. It needs to be more holistic than that. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. Like, um, and so how how does that then show up? Like, if we if we take a different approach, then so rather than looking at it as there's work and then there's life, and instead we're yeah. looking at actually it's about balancing your time. It's about making sure that you're you know, you haven't got the switch always set to on. It's about being more aware. How does that then impact your productivity, your ability to be successful and to hustle in those moments that you need to, but also not turn that into a stressful situation constantly? Yeah, I mean, the best tip I can give is like, you know how much we uh, are glued to our diaries, scheduling this and scheduling that? Well, how about we schedule a bit of self-care in there as well? Mm. You know, it's you don't often see it in in a in someone's diary as in, yeah, I've got these amount of meetings, but this is where I'm going to have lunch. This is where I'm going to go for my walk. This is where I'm going to um, de-stress and maybe have a little nap. I don't know what that might be like. I think it's really important that as much as we dedicate our time to our business because it's our passion and we, we are creating solutions and we're making a big difference. Well, you're the driver. So you still got selfishly in the right ways and the right reasons look after yourself as well. Mm. So how are you going to continue growing and scaling that business if you're not going to continue growing and scaling yourself? Remember what I said is like how you do one thing is how you show up and do everything else. So I just think if with the similar approaches that we run our businesses, do it for yourself too. Like numbers don't lie in business, right? It shows you how healthy your your business is, the cash flow and everything. Well, numbers don't lie in health either. Like when we go for blood tests, we go for lab tests and things like that, you're going to get a load of numbers and they're going to say something. Those numbers don't, you know, they, they don't lie. Results never lie at the end of the day. So take the sort of similar approach with our health too. That's where you'll find true balance. That's when you realize that actually I don't need this cookie cutter approach that I have to do X, Y, and Z sessions at the gym, or I need to go and do 15,000 steps a day and then do gym workout and then spend Sunday prepping my meals. Like it's not for everyone, but find something that works for you. So you come away from the dysfunctional way of running business and your health and more functional. So you are being you, your best version of you, not just for yourself and your clients and your business, but for your family too that's the biggest difference yes and and i think you're uh, i love the um time blocking approach i think it's yeah. so useful like it, it's funny yeah. when you list out some of the things i literally do have those in my calendar including lunch and stopping work at the end of the day and bringing the calm and being with the family and all that kind of stuff so that it doesn't because otherwise it can right like parkinson's law the uh, the work will always swell to fill the time that's available. And yet yeah. the opposite is true. Like when you time block, suddenly you can get the work done. And, um, you know, we, I have te- some, for some team members, having a walk some point in the day is important. And so like my, um, my uh, co-founder, for him, he has walk uh, uh, at a point in the day. I have mine at the start of the day. And as you say, it's about finding what kind of works for you yeah. um, to, uh, to make that fit. So I, I really like that. And I think, um, I really like as well how you're highlighting like this is something that you 
it's really important for you to put in place so that it works for you long term so that so that you can be productive and that you yeah. are able to bring your best self as you say like how you show up and how you how you deliver both with your family with your work like the creativity you bring uh, is hugely impacted by um, yeah. all of that are there, are there any um, other ways in which you'd suggest that a business leader can perhaps quickly improve their overall well-being and perhaps that of their team? We've talked a bit about time blocking and perhaps encouraging that. It's something that we do with our own teams and our direct reports is to yeah. say, you know, make sure that you're putting in some time for the for, for exercise and rest and, and whatever. Um, I think we even I remember us writing a, a, an article for our team at one point, like almost as part of our HR policy, which is um, take an umbrella which was in response to occasionally having team members who are like, oh, you know, I'm feeling lethargic. I need to do some exercise. And we'd say, oh, have you been for a walk? And we go, oh, it's raining. And it's like, take an umbrella. Like, this is yeah. this is important. Like, you can stop work, pick up an umbrella and go for that walk because you will feel better. And that's that. a good thing for you and the company. But yeah. like, what other, you know, you've worked with so many business leaders on these sorts of challenges. Yeah. What, what are some of the ways in which business leaders can, you know, make get improvements both for them and for their teams? Yeah, so look, um, I'll give you a couple of tips around like the quick and easy stuff, right? And then there's other stuff that I would say that I've definitely put myself through because I was really aware of some of these patterns that were driving um, uh, my health to the ground. So uh, it goes without saying, and these are not like magic answers and they're not like, oh my God, I didn't think of that. It's already there. We're just not utilizing it as best as we can. Sleep is one of them. Like... I think that the stats have now changed, but I know uh, small business trends back in 2021. So in the heart of lockdown, they literally released a study that self-employed people, business owners will, 70% of them will, will work past their bedtime. So into the early hours of the morning. So they'll start really early in the morning and then they'll finish like really late into the, into the sort of early hours of the morning on the on the next day and that really alarmed me and I was like how do you then be more visible in your business how are you even are you even present when you're talking to your next best client or when you're networking or your team really need you like so my biggest tip is like really just get into the habit and this is all about habits right get into a habit of just just switching off an hour before you need to go to bed like the things that you're worrying about right now I know it's a lot easier said than done, but just get into a habit of just leaving it to the next day. I, I understand as a business owner, some things cannot be left to the next day. I get it. And we might have to do it there and then. But it's the consistency of that that often makes or breaks the success of the next day. So if we get into a habit of, well, actually, I can leave it to the next day. Brilliant. Which means I get an extra hour in bed brilliant I'll do that but the moment we are consistent and loyal to going no I've got to do this now I've got to do this now I've got to do this now we end up just falling short on getting the rest that we truly need would you agree with me Alexis like 100%. with running a business our brains are on fire we yeah. are leaders we are constantly going from left to right to right to left dealing with teams dealing with challenges dealing with wins like all sorts of things right and yes, and there's always more you can do. Like, yeah. you know, when sometimes, you know, if my wife says, oh, is, is there some work, you know, uh, do you need to work or is there some, you know, like some work you need to do? It's like, there's always work I can do. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not like an employee or a contractor who's got very defined tasks and once it's done, it's done. 
there is yeah. always something else I could do. And so it does require incredible discipline to say, no, if it's not done, uh, in fact, I remember one from my client saying, um, if you can't get it done, uh, if you can't get it done in five, then d you, you're not gonna get it done in six. Or like, if you can't get it done in six, you're not gonna get it done <laughs> in seven, so they're talking about days, right? And they're yeah. talking about like not eating your weekend, which I, I think I'm often surprised at how many business leaders are working crazy hours, are working crazy days. I think yeah. um, to some extent, I almost feel like I've, I've lost some of that memory of what that was like in my early days. Um, mm. Because because in, in my case, like I nearly lost the most important relationship in my life as a result of going down that route. And as a result, made some big changes in my life and haven't gone back. Like I, you know, I, I, I think I work probably 37 and a half hours a week, um, never work weekends. Um, you know, uh, I tend to work mornings when the kids wake up, when I'm excited and energetic, and then I switch off 5.30 p.m., done, go be with the kids, and, yeah. and I don't go back to the office, and uh, you know, despite being home office. And yet, for me, that's all just like, nah, that's like normal. And yet, I know so many business leaders not in that situation, both um, entrepreneurs, business owners, but also people with it working within corporates, where... Yeah for various reasons, time zones, amount of work, they're working like either early or late or both and sometimes weekends or often weekends. Um, yeah. And and as you, I think the way that you say it is so powerful. Like it becomes the norm. Like, I remember talking to um, a business leader who she she said that um, she was wanting to work with us at Air Manual because she said, like, I need to change what I'm doing. Like um, I have literally got health issues that have come about from, stress yeah and i need to delegate i need to hand stuff to other people and i'm really struggling so that's why we want to work together and um and i said well you know uh, you, you you told me that due to health you can't work as many hours as you'd like to um and so that's that's already holding you back like how many hours are you currently able to work you know and i, I was kind of expecting it to go like if i work three hours my energy just drops to the floor and as a result i can't work for the rest of the day and so on that was like, yeah. expecting where she was saying do you know how many hours she told me that she was working, like what she was able to work each day? 10, 10 hours. And I'm thinking, well, you're already working like three hours more than I am each day. And yet you're, you're a guy that yeah. is limited working, right? And it's like, no wonder why health becomes an issue and so on when we're, when we're pushing ourselves this hard. And that's yeah. with her thinking, ideally, I'd be working like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So yeah. I 100% agree with you, Shim. Like, changing bedtime and setting a bedtime and starting that wind down process i mean you said one hour i'd be advocating for multiple hours beforehand yeah but i think you have to start somewhere right because yeah. people where they are so i, I love that as a, as a suggestion um, we're going to run short on time but give me give me another one and then i want to perhaps explore some of your seven yeah steps sure um well. so i think um a lot of the times when we're when we're knackered and we just really need to focus, we really just need to get through the day because we, let's face it, we do have those days. And I think the amount of choices we make through how we're feeding ourselves, how we start our days, will determine how we finish our evening. So if we're going without breakfast, if we're going without food, and we're just really, really kind of on the, the Red Bull and the caffeine kicks and things like that, um, you've got to really seriously ask yourself, is that nutritious? And I'm not sort of judging anyone that's doing it right now. That's not the point here. I'm just saying that there comes to a point where if you've been doing it for a long time, 
you will get to a point where you're just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Mm. And this is your wake up call to go, well, if I'm feeding myself in this way or lack of, and I want X, Y, and Z results, and I'm not getting there, what am I doing wrong? Mm. And look, you and I both know, we've heard this along a lot of the time, every problem is a leadership problem. So, you know, <laughs> when you look at how you're, you know, leading yourself, leading your teams, and you're seeing all these issues, it always comes back to you. And I actually find that really peaceful, because I'm like, I just have to deal with myself, I don't have to deal with anyone right now. Because if I just look at myself, for for a second, then I can understand where I'm contributing to some of these issues in my business or in my personal life. So I just think the biggest tip I can give is like, just really look at how you're starting your day. I mean, be really mindful. Are we getting out of bed? Like, oh my God, oh, I've got half an hour. I just can't really get to this meeting. Let me just quickly put a nice top on. I've still got my PJs on. It's only Zoom. Um, or we, we're running late to a, a meeting or we're starting the day with like, full-blown exercise and then a protein shake to to you know where we need to go and then you know we're skipping lunch and we're, we're kind of having late dinners and and things like that which heck which can happen what i'm saying is that i want i don't want you to anyone listening to this right now i'm not saying it's wrong what i'm saying is that it when we get into the pattern of doing it consistently is where signal failures happen in our bodies Okay, it happens. We all we all have different ways of dealing with this. We all have shortcuts here and there. And that's okay. We're only human. We're not meant to have it all figured out every day. What I'm saying is yeah. that just be aware of how often we're doing it. Because it's the it's the chronic habits that lead us to chronic issues and chronic health concerns. So if yeah, we reverse I, engineer that process, we can actually find the answers. I always, I always say the answer is always right under your nose, and it literally is. It's always in front of us. And I just think some of these approaches that I've just talked about, which scheduling in self-care, sleep, looking at really aware of how you're starting your day, how you're feeding your body and fueling your brain, you probably might be thinking, well, that's, that's quite obvious. I was thinking more of a magic answer. I'm sorry to say there isn't one. These are some of the foundations of health that unfortunately within health and wellness industry over the years often often gets misconstrued as, no, it's not that. You just need to take this supplement and you're good as gold. Mm. Or do this two, three times a day and you're going to get X, Y, and Z result. And I'm like, that's just a lot of BS. Like I had this really good chat with a physio recently and uh, we got talking about gut health and he went, you know what? The reason why people don't go down this route and i said yeah enlighten me and he was just like because it's not sexy and i was just like that's really interesting you say that you're right a lot of this work that actually gives us long-term results is not sexy work we do have to roll our sleeves up and actually do the work and as a business owner if we're already spending so many hours in our business and we're like oh i've really got to do this i've got to do a 40-hour week this week I've got to build my team or the team, a team leader's not well, or they've gone on holiday. So I have to pick up the pieces. Imagine just, you know, we're doing things that we're competent at, but we're not really enjoying it. And guess what? And you want to work on your health. It just looks and feels like more work. Yeah. You know, and I think we forget to play. And I just think play is a huge part of this as well. Having fun. But yeah, that's, that's my tips. Yeah, I love that, Jim. It's so insightful, and it it, uh, it strikes me that you know when we were talking about uh, having you on the on the podcast, it was really interesting because I think 
often the approach that uh, the you know that I I tend to take when I'm talking about stress in the business and as yeah. we talk about like an air manual and so on is about how do you put the systems the processes in your business to re yeah. to reduce avoid mitigate the stress like how do you mm -hmm. make it so your business isn't dependent on you because otherwise if it is dependent on you that's stressful because you can't even go on holiday without it disturbing yeah. you or how do you reduce the amount of time you need to spend on it because if you're constantly required and you're working all hours then like we we put in processes the routine like routines and so on in your business the structure in your business so that it reduces the stress what strikes me is that what you're describing putting in the habits the the personal routines that get you the consistent results as you say not sexy but we know in so many parts of our lives that that's the answer like i've got yeah. a mentor that says making money is boring like done properly, making money is boring. If if making money is exciting, then it is short lived. Like it's exciting to win the lottery, but most lottery winners lose the money, right? It's yeah, exciting exactly. to have a big event that you run, get a load of money, but what are you going to do a, a year from now? Yeah. Whereas take it like earning a decent income each month and putting a percentage of that into savings and doing that every single month for ten years until you've got like a property portfolio that provides you a passive income boring as hell <laughs> but <laughs> likely to create a very successful financial and low stress life for you but it needs that consistency and the same for like fitness we know that going on a 300 mile run is not how you get fit you have yeah. to go on a hundred three mile runs <laughs> and do that every single day and it's um and i think as you say the same goes for for your gut health and stress management, for putting in those routines, those processes, those habits in your yeah. life so that you're you're managing that. And I know that you've got a seven steps to uh, from yeah. um, stress to success uh, system, yeah. uh, which can really help with people with this. We're probably not going to get time to go deep into all of those areas. Yeah. You can maybe give us the what are the seven and where can people find out more? That'd be really helpful. Absolutely. Like, I think I've mentioned it throughout our conversation today. So the first yeah, one is stress. Yeah, quite a few. So we kind of kind of hit it anyway. So stress is one of the ones, uh, one of the seven steps of the stress to success, like just really understanding what are your stress levels like? Yeah, we've got physical stress, but they are heavily driven by emotional and mental stress but also you know what is your gut telling you what is your gut uh, saying to you your intuition is, is always going to be guiding you in the best way possible the other one is sleep i spoke about sleep a lot as to you know really really just learning and getting into the habit and the discipline and respecting your own boundaries when it comes to switch off time so that's two um sugar now we didn't really go into sugar because that actually ties in with productivity a lot but just really understanding what are your sugar levels throughout the day and how does that tie in with your productivity levels because if we're having these crashes imagine what happens to your productivity level um so how can we improve it by 20 to 30 percent and i think that's a conversation for another day but um stamina which i talked about which is all about food how you're fueling your body, how you're starting your day, which we we definitely spoke about. Shifting is all about movement. How do we shift from one place to another? And I don't mean about gym workouts, but literally, how do you get away from the laptop scene, your office environment every day that you spend hours and hours and actually go and move, go and move and go for a, a walk out into nature or just for a five, 10 minute walk and get some daylight in you. That's super important to understand how you're, how you are starting and kickstarting your day first thing your surroundings i talked about environment a lot like it's huge like 
even if your room is a mess, just start by decluttering that. You'll feel so much better by the time you get to bed. And there's a lot more to that, but I'll definitely give some pointers um, um, and, and how you guys can find out more. And then last but not least is all about survival. And what I mean by survival is hydration, right? So I'm not saying go and drink eight glasses of water. I'm just like really focus on how are you drinking water, the quality of water, um, and just really, really flushing out the toxins every single day. It's not just eight glasses or a liter like you've really got to get in again consistent habit discipline of just just making sure that you're hydrated because even as little as three percent dehydration can really f affect how we are being visible how we are being um connecting to one another and how we just connecting to ourselves. you know three percent dehydration can really really affect your focus and you're like oh do you know what i'm just gonna leave it for another day and just just sort of putting it out there hydration does not include tea and coffee just saying it i mean like water on its own not including your red yeah. bulls or your protein shakes and uh, things like that i'm just yeah, saying quality include beer, obviously sorry <laughs> but does include beer that's fine yeah. yeah i mean beer has water i mean without that you wouldn't you wouldn't have beer <laughs> but all joking aside i'm just talking about quality water going into your body so so yeah overall that was very quickly just going over the entire stress to success okay. system these are like I'm, I'm serious like if you if you do these right you'll start to feel mm. such a difference within yourself and when you feel that positive difference in yourself no word of a lie you will show up differently in your business you'll show up yeah, differently to your friends and family your team you'll want to want to do more because you found that bit of love for yourself because you're looking after yourself so it, it just makes a huge impact it's not it's not a sexy system just saying it but it is a very important system that if you really want to do things right for yourself and find the balance that works for you look at the foundations of health that's always always been there love it love it so much thank you so much Shem. and thanks for sharing that and um uh yeah i think those uh those seven steps are so powerful um how can people learn more about the seven steps um learn more from you and also you know you're a founder of um the queens in business club there are yeah. the other queens in business that are, that are part of that group how, how can we learn more about your work there what the other queens in businesses uh business are doing and uh, yeah, as I say uh, more about the seven steps because absolutely sure like um yeah that. yeah i mean i hang around on linkedin so you know connect with me on linkedin i'll, I'll send you the link uh, to alexis and um when this podcast comes out there'll be a link in there and just yeah send me a dm and just say hello and how you found out about us and if you're on the de-stress um your business podcast and then i'll know where you come from and then yeah we'll just hang out there and i'll i'll share my seven step system you can go and have that um that uh, pdf and just uh, go and apply it honestly like just use that to your own advantage and just start applying it and, and you'll notice a difference straight away fantastic love it yeah so uh, connect with shim on linkedin send her a message ask her for the seven steps for success pdf and uh yeah and find out more love that thank you so much uh, shim it's been so good uh, talking to you you've delivered so much value as expected so i really really <laughs> appreciate it thanks so much for joining me no thank you for having me it's been so much fun hanging out talking about all gut things related and stress and hopefully by the end of this episode you'll have a different approach and attitude towards stress and you can do something about it so yeah thank you fantastic absolutely love it no it's been really really good and uh, for those of uh, that listened to this podcast before, you'll know that we run a, a regular webinar, or I run a regular webinar, sadly not with Shim, although we'll have to do that. We'll have to 
to uh, get one scheduled. Um, but the, the webinar that uh, I run uh, typically weekly is on how to free up 15 hours a week, uh, remove the constant stress of running a business and unlock growth. Uh, you can find out uh, when the next one is and uh, register at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. Uh, and also a final note, like uh, if you found today's episode useful and come on, like you've, you have, like this has been hugely valuable. I massively appreciate the time that Shim's taken to share so much great guidance with us. If you found it useful, just take a moment, like either send us a message, post it on social media. Like if you can share perhaps a, a key takeaway that you got or something that was particularly useful, really, really appreciate it. It makes a, a big difference to us. Um, and in fact, I can see you know, we, uh, as well as this being recorded as a podcast, we did uh, run it as a LinkedIn Live and I can see we've had a few comments. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Francis. Thank you very much, uh, Shizuru. Uh, really, really appreciate people commenting um, as we're doing it live, but please do also post and share it. Um, share this episode with more people. It helps uh, helps us and it helps them. Uh, so it's uh, it's worthwhile doing. Uh, otherwise, um, Shim, thanks again so much for joining me. It's been great having you on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Um, but otherwise, everyone else, until next time, have fun. Thanks, Shim. See ya.